0: Well, hello boss fam. Welcome back and thank you so much for joining us today We have a very special guest on the red sofa today here to talk with us With Real Talk Houston and I'm Carlotta B. Of course, we have today with us Tony Wallace everybody in the building everybody (laughs) So Tony is a judge with Fort Bend County court number four, and we are so pleased and elated to have her here with us today. Um, Welcome, Tony.
1: Thank you very much, thank you for having me. It was an honor to be invited.
0: You look beautiful in your yellow. Thank you, thank you. They told
1: me jewel tones for the TV, so yes.
0: You look gorgeous, (laughs) honey. So I want you to just tell us a little bit about who is Tony Wallace. So talk to us a little bit about your Um, high school, your college background, and who are you? All right, so I am a wife,
1: I'm a mother, I am a sister, I'm a judge, I'm a lot of things, I wear a lot of different hats. Yes.
0: Um,
1: But I started off in Fort Bend County, Uh, you know, I grew up there, I graduated from Dulles High School, um, go Vikes, and then from there went to University of Texas, Okay, Hook em. Hook
0: em We on. bleed orange
1: in my house. That is actually where I met my husband. Yes. Um, and so, you know, grew up really quickly, actually, in, in college. It's one of those, you had a lot of fun, but you're also there to, you know, figure out what you want to do next. Right. Um, and for me, it was journalism. So I thought I was going to be the next Oprah. Yeah, (laughs) Um, thought that that was where my path was headed, Um, but God had other plans for me. So I did actually start in TV news as a news producer. Okay, um, great. And then figured out that's not really what I wanted to do, and decided to go to law school. Okay, fell in love with the law. um, Awesome. And everything about it. And so I feel like um, my journalism background Mm -hmm. actually enhances. What, my, what I do as a lawyer and, and mm-hmm. what I do as a judge. Yeah. Um, because when you're a journalist, you have to listen to people. Right, you have right. to know how to do research. You have right. to read. Right. So all of that was preparing me, although I didn't know at the time, yeah. um, to ultimately do what I'm doing now.
0: Wow. Okay, so when you were in high school, what were your favorite courses? I mean, mm. how did you even, you know, know what you wanted to go to college for? Um, I didn't like science or math. Okay. I could
1: do the the work.
0: Okay. um, But I did not
1: enjoy it. Okay. Um, Really my passion lied in writing. Okay. And reading. I've loved to read since I was a little girl. Excellent. Um, and so my dad actually sat me down one day and he was like, I, I think, you know, you're going to be the doctor in the family. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. this is what I think you're going to do. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. yeah, not me. science, math yeah. is not my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when I decided to pursue journalism. I actually did some broadcasting when I was in high school for like basketball games and stuff right. like that. Okay. And really enjoyed it. And so that okay. kind of sparked what okay. I wanted to
0: do. So it's, it was been in you for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. What is up with, I know you said you went to UT. Yes. What is the deal with this ou rivalry? What? Because
1: it is, <laughs> I don't know what time it is right now, but, but. on. Whatever day it is, OU still sucks. They still sucks. That is yes. how we live. Yes. Um, yes. It is just. It is a. Um, it is just an old rivalry. It's just tradition. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you go to UT and the uh, the, t- the the Texas OU game is a huge game, yes, um, yes. lots of uh, revelry that goes along with it. Right. Um, it's just one of those things we just enjoy and you just feed into it. Um, my daughter yeah. is actually going to UT and she already knows <laughs> that OU sucks, so we just get that established up front.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're already priming her hey. to...
1: That, okay. That's a good home training right there. Has she
0: expressed interest, any interest at all in going to UT? Oh,
1: no, she's absolutely going. So that's, um, oh, okay. No, okay. it's It's not a question. She has wanted to go there since she was 13.
0: Awesome. Yes. So she knows. Yes. That's so, good. Yeah. It's good to know mm-hmm. at a young age exactly mm-hmm. what you want to do. That's great. Mm-hmm. So in your family household growing up, what was your family dynamic when you were growing up? Yeah,
1: um, two-parent household. Um, my parents. Great raised us with a lot of expectations, yeah, um, yeah. but always giving us ways to accomplish them, right? right? So it's not like they were like, we want you to be great, but not giving us the tools to do, in yeah. order to accomplish that. Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of laughter, lots yeah. of love. I have, it's just me and I have an older sister um, okay. And it so it just was just two the two of, you, of us. Two yeah, girls. Just the two of oh, us. Oh, I'm
0: sure your dad had his hands full, um, right? Yeah. but Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had
1: a lot of, um, just a lot of good times. You know, my yeah. mom is a music teacher. She oh, was an right. orchestra teacher. So I was raised in music. A okay. A lot of musical influences in my life. And then my parents just did a really good job of surrounding us with adults that were doing things that yeah, were positive.
0: Exactly. So you had good role models. Yeah to look yeah. at, that is absolutely wonderful. So you said your mom um, was a music teacher. Mm-hmm. Does she, is she fluent in any um, instruments? Yes, she plays the piano and the violin. Ah, Amazing, mm-hmm. I play the piano as well. Mm-hmm. So that is wonderful, yeah. and violin. Yes, okay, yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: Don't oh ask me God. what instruments I play because it's a disappointing answer. So. You're
0: not musically inclined? Uh, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. You didn't get that one trait from no, your mom? No, I did not. But did that's not. okay. You yeah. have a lot of other ones that are absolutely amazing, so Wonderful. you're perfectly fine. <laughs> so um, who inspired you Like as a child? Was it um, mm-hmm. was it a um, an actor? Was it a musician? Was it someone in your family? A teacher at your school? Yeah. You know, I I,
1: I really wouldn't pinpoint any one person. That's why I kind of reference my parents. Ooh, sorry. My parents did a really good job of surrounding us with different kinds of people that were doing oh, okay. different things. Yes, um, okay. I can remember okay. just being in high school. Sorry, uh-huh. put that right there. That's okay. Being in high school, and there were teachers. You know, I had yeah. Savelle Alexander, uh, Marcia Sachs. I can remember their remember names their because names. they yeah. were the kind of women that just nurtured and encouraged you. Yes, um, and yes. then, I, you know, my aunt was really good influence in my life. She okay. um, was a very independent woman. Okay. And she really taught us, you know, you need to have your own bank account. You need to yes. have your own savings account. You need to know how to invest your money. So it was... Those kind of influences, my dad, um, mm-hmm. like I said, just had a standard of excellence. Yeah. I can yeah. remember bringing home grades. And mm-hmm. if it was a bad grade, he wouldn't chastise me for the bad grade. Right. His response would always be, well, was this the best you could do?
0: Mm-hmm. If this was
1: your absolute best, then, we're, then that's fine. If not, then do better. So when you're when you are when you are raised in that, you know, you challenge yourself to rise to that, and and it was never a berating like, you know, shame on you for doing this. It was always just, if that's your best, yeah, then then that's what we'll accept. But (laughs) if it's not positive
0: criticism. Exactly. Even though if if it's a little bit underlying criticism, Mm -hmm. it was positive, right? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I think it makes a difference. when when children are raised in a household where both parents are there, yeah. um, positive influences, um, positive criticism, and support all yeah. the way around, support, being surrounded by good people. Yeah. Um, with uh, good vibes that yeah. is very important yeah
1: and my parents always encouraged just to have a good time you know yeah. I mean yeah. they weren't they weren't too strict where I couldn't do anything yeah um, but they weren't all they also weren't so liberal that I could just be out there you exactly know? I had a good balance you know and and we just uh, my childhood and and the the household that i grew up in was just yeah. one of just encouragement and nurturing that's great i can relate difference. to that and mm-hmm. as far
0: as my parents i was lucky to get out of the house at all <laughs> if it wasn't for sports uh-huh. i was uh <laughs> basketball i played for years uh-huh. track i was a sprinter for years mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for those sports, I don't even know if I would have been able to get out of the house. <laughs> well, that was your they segue. They were very strict. Yeah, that was your segue into <laughs> and the And I outside. appreciate it. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. And I appreciate it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I tell yeah, and my parents for every sure. day, thank you so much for being strict because, <laughs> right. you know, I see a lot of people that were not raised up under those conditions yep. and they had the, you know, yep. coming home when they want, going yep. when they, where they want, friends over, spending the night yeah. everywhere. And, um, sadly to say, it's, it's a little bit of a different outcome. Yeah. I mean, so the lack of structure I appreciate that. is
1: actually a good thing for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even as a mother, um, there's a lot of things that my kids are like, wow, why you got to do it like that? I'm like, right. it, it's okay. It'll make you sense have Right. You don't have to understand it or yes. like it, but exactly. that's how it's going to happen. That's the way it is mm-hmm. right now.
0: Deal with it. Exactly. Right. Um, career, after you left UT yeah. what careers did you have um, prior to becoming a judge okay what careers did you have? So um, like I said I thought I
1: was I was headed for Oprah you know I was, right. I, was I was coming to challenge her for the throne uh-huh, right uh-huh. Um, in talk shows So right out out of school um, I was a news producer in Tyler Texas yes. NBC 56 I will never forget
0: yeah um,
1: and so I did that for a year. Um, and in the TV business, you have to move around from market to market in order mm-hmm. to advance. Yeah, um, yeah. And I decided that's not what I wanted to do, and I decided to go to law school. So there really wasn't, it was probably about a year or two um, that I had a little, you know, something else that I did before yeah. I went into law school and decided to become a trial lawyer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, well that's wonderful. Mm. You kind of knew exactly what you wanted to do, so you went there and you did that I knew pretty quickly. I, yeah. Most people, flail around for years. Well, I knew trying what to I liked. Yeah,
1: I knew what I liked. And yeah, so and I, it makes a difference. Yeah. And so I, I kind of had that, that, okay, this is what I like to do. This is what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So where can I fit into, you know, where can I fit that in? And right, you know, I was right. led into journalism, which then led me into the law.
0: That's wonderful. So, um, your transition from being a lawyer mm-hmm. into being a judge. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that transition and how that came about. Um, the word I, use, I like to use is serendipity. Uh-huh. Um, I had been practicing law
1: for probably about 13 years. Okay. And um, by the time I um, was in, at the latter part of that 13 years, I spent five years in the um, Fort Bend County District Attorney's Office. Okay. Loved being a prosecutor. Wonderful. It was by far um, the, the most fun I had practicing law. Lots of okay. trials um, as a prosecutor. You know, you get a lot of power and control. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you go to trial a lot. That's mm-hmm, what I love to mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. And had been doing that for about five years. And I got a phone call one day and mm-hmm. they said, hey, um, they're going to open a new court in Fort Bend County and your name is on the short list to be considered for the judge. Are you interested? And I said, well, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought about it, but,
0: but now that you mentioned it,
1: yeah, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. and I had been vetted by um, the county commissioners, and uh-huh. I had been practicing in front of all of these other judges in Fort Bend right. County, and they all said, oh, "Yeah, her temperament is great. She, you know, she's smart. She, you yeah. know, she comes to yeah. court. She's prepared. Yeah. Um, she's gone to trial. She's done well." And so again, that is God kind of yes. preparing me, even yes. though I didn't know Going it at ahead the time. Of you and preparing yeah. Yes. Um, So I was um, appointed by unanimous decision by the county commissioners in Fort Bend County and was the first African-American female judge ever appointed in Fort Bend County. Yes. And that happened in 2016. Yes. Um, That is so so wonderful. It was phenomenal. Um, It was so funny because the morning that I got sworn in, um, County Commissioner Grady Prestige was there Mm -hmm. and he's um, one of the African-American county commissioners. Okay. And he said, you know, this is a big deal, right? And I, th- the morning of it. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is like, you know, this is my swearing in. It's, it's, it's a, And that's it's a what big you deal. thought he meant. He was like, no, you're the first. And in that moment, the weight
0: mm-hmm. of
1: being the first um, really settled on my it, shoulders. Yes. Um, yes. But it was by far the greatest job I ever had. Yes. I enjoyed every minute. And it was a finite position. Mm-hmm. right because they only needed me to sit on that bench for a year okay um, and then they were gonna have the election in November they were gonna elect a new judge and I right. and I promised that I wouldn't run mm-hmm. for that seat if they appointed me I had to promise that I wouldn't run
0: oh really um, mm-hmm. okay yeah
1: and so okay um, so I did that mm-hmm. and discovered that being a judge is the best of all worlds yeah um, it's the it, it, it encompasses everything that i loved about being a lawyer and being able right. to help people right. but i get an expanded palette in order right. to do that right. and so um gave up that seat obviously yep. Yep. N- november 2016 rolled around they voted a new judge in and i right. left in december okay um but but that was just enough to wet my whistle just yes. enough to get me interested and i decided um in 2017 well, i'm gonna run for a bench in 2018
0: and that's and what I did. you very well should have yeah. taken that path. That's what I did. That is amazing. Yeah. So I know your family is so proud of you. Yes. 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 Ah, that's wonderful. Thank you. I do have to ask before we leave your position as prosecutor. Yes. How did you feel? Did you have any cases where you didn't know how to approach them because uh the type of case that it was? Or should I say, what was your worst case? What type of case was your worst Um, case as a prosecutor?
1: I think worst in terms of um, really kind of wringing my hands in that Mm -hmm. I know what the law says, um, but I also know what my heart says. Yeah,
0: exactly Um, that.
1: I I spent two years as a juvenile prosecutor. Okay. Um, in the juvenile division, in, in the DA's office. Okay. And those are probably some of the hardest cases that I had to deal with. Because yeah. uh, you're dealing with kids. Exactly. And you're dealing with um, a system that is set up so that they can be rehabilitated. Right. So that they can um, make better choices. Right. Um, but when you run into the ones that y- they just never had a chance. Yes. Um, either because of their household, mm-hmm. um, their environment, mm-hmm. um, or they just... Had conditioned themselves to continue to make those bad choices.
0: Right. As a prosecutor, right.
1: those were some of the hardest ones because I can imagine. you know yeah. and you can give them the help but they, yeah. if they're not willing they're to take it. they're not receptive, it, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah, so those And are now, as a judge, in um, court number four, mm-hmm. what, what type of cases do you have coming across your desk? Oh, wow. Um, so you know, on any given day, <laughs> um, <laughs> we are, in
1: Fort Bend County, we are general jurisdiction courts. And so what that means is, um, I have five main areas that okay. I cover. Um, okay. I do adult criminal, so I do misdemeanor, so up to okay. um, class, Class A, Class B, Class C misdemeanors. Okay. I can't put, I can't send anybody to prison. Um I can send them to jail for a year. That's okay. the most I could do. I'm okay. good with that. Okay, I'm good with that. Um, then we also I do juvenile cases. So okay. in my juvenile cases, that's felony and misdemeanor. So okay. I'm certifying kids to be uh, tried as adults. I am deciding okay. whether or not they are going to go to TJJD. I wow. am deciding whether or not we're going to remove them from their home and put them in a placement facility. Yeah, for you're a making a that decision. Months, making so are there conditions.
0: juries in there? Is, is there a jury involved in your court at all? Or? Yes.
1: On my civil cases, so I, those were the those were two. So for my okay. criminal cases and my civil cases, I can have a jury. Oh, okay, um, but okay. I also cover probate cases, which is trusts, guardianships. Mm-hmm. Um, I do civil, which is you know contract cases mm-hmm. or civil disputes, um, up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages. Okay, okay. Um, a lot of the stuff that we go to trial on are the condemnation cases, so public um, eminent domain. When, oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're trying to take somebody's land. Right. We do a lot of those. Regarding
0: real estate in mm-hmm. the county. Mm-hmm. And, and then I also yeah. do
1: mental health commitment cases. Ooh. So if you, um, if you have a family member or someone who needs to be committed mm-hmm. um, because they have mental health issues or you have to force them to take um, medication.
0: Yes. I have
1: those hearings as well. Okay. So a lot that my court covers, like I said, any given day, I could have any docket on anything.
0: Right. um, But it keeps me on my
1: toes, and I really enjoy it because I I get to dabble in a lot of different areas of the law. Okay. But the area that's near and dear to my heart in my court is my girls' court. So Court 4 in Fort Bend County, um, we house the girls' court which are girls that are juveniles, 10 to 17, okay. um, they're already on probation, uh-huh. and they have been identified as either at risk for or they have been victims of human trafficking. Uh-huh. So we pull those girls out. We um, have special counseling for them. Oh, um, we have special great. programs for them. We um, customize their supervision great. so that we can really try to... Um, make sure that they do not fall back into Into those patterns
0: that got them in trouble. Those numbers are rising, right? Human trafficking, what is going on with that? So
1: what I like to tell people is the numbers have always been there. It's just the awareness (sighs) that's different. Um, It is training law enforcement, um, flight attendants, convenience store owners, teachers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to see it because it's always been there. Uh, and, And these girls have always been trafficked and victims of trafficking but we have not been trained to see it so now that you can identify it better Mm. and you can see you know for law enforcement if if you you know pick up you know if you pull somebody over for a traffic stop and there's a young girl in the back seat and that's clearly not her father
0: right then you
1: need to ask some additional questions
0: questions. you know what i mean right Um.
1: when you as a convenience store owner if you see a young lady coming in with a gentleman and and their dynamic of their relationship is off
0: afraid exactly So Ask questions. at what point does common sense come into play, though? Why does I the mean, eye have to be trained to see something that's not right? Um, because you, th- you know,
1: because it because it's one of those it's one of those crimes that um, it can go undetected because yeah. it can look yeah. like something else. It it can it can yeah. be kind of that's a chameleon. Um, I, I have to tell parents, my friends that have children in the age range, 13 to 17, mm-hmm. you know, watch who your kids hang out with definitely if their friends change ask questions right because that could be something that's going on because what a lot of people don't realize is that um you know the predators Mm -hmm. that are that are perpetuating the trafficking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they don't look like the creepy perv guy with the mustache yeah they don't look
0: suspect no 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 it's that 16
1: year old girl who sits next to your daughter at the volleyball game, mm-hmm. and hears your daughter complaining about, mm-hmm. oh, my parents her are so... Her home life. Yes, and yeah. so she sidles up next to her and says, hey, you know what? I got something you can do. You can make some money on the side, and you'll be home at night. You'll be home, you know, on, your parents will never know. Yeah. But come, come, I'm, I'm gonna introduce you to some people. And that's how I mean, that's it how is. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Girls that are being trafficked, they look they don't look any certain way but if you once you are trained to see it mm-hmm, and ask mm-hmm. those questions you yeah. can find out a lot
0: yeah yeah so wow we that's do a one lot of the, that's, a lot of work
1: but there's a lot of work still to be
0: done i know that's one of the things that that i lose sleep over and yeah. um, i know a lot of a lot of my friends have girls <laughs> and and i you know I, I i have boys and i'm thankful to god for that but it's still It it bothered me just knowing what all is going on in the world. It was something on the news today about an Uber driver that raped a 15- or 16-year-old girl. It's out there. It's happening every day.
1: So, Um, But, yeah, I I have had girls who have come through Mm -hmm. my program. And, you know, we place certain conditions on them. You can't talk to this person. Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. be on social media. Like, we we eliminate social media from them completely. Yes, Um, yes. All of that. And so when they violate those conditions, I Mm -hmm. bring them in. And I asked the young lady um, who had contacted her pimp. Right um, after we had told her clearly she could not. Right, And I asked her, I said, why Why did you do that? You knew what was at risk. You right. knew what was at stake. Because exactly. we put her in detention for it. Yeah. And she said, well, I wanted to check on him to see if he was okay. Oh, wow. They're brainwashed. They are conditioned yeah. to think he cares for me. Right. And so when I get out, regardless of what my consequence is gonna be, I wanna reach out to him. I have to check on you. So him, it, sure it, there's a okay. lot of layers to it. And um, you know, yeah. we try to help these girls really start to understand, you know, why they're doing what they're doing, give them alternatives um, and just show them there's so much more that you are capable of. Your potential right. goes so far beyond just doing what you're doing what in the streets. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, so. okay.
0: So there's programs for them is there I mean I know there are programs but what you guys are doing with your girls court Mm -hmm. um once you guys uh, rescue them from their situation Mm -hmm. is there something that they can go to to help them maybe prepare for a job oh absolutely schooling interviews, computer classes interview skills
1: we have all of those resources available for them that's our, that's our so we have three components to the girls court there's mm-hmm. supervision uh there's special programs and there's counseling okay um, and so okay. in that special programs component is where we give them all the tools if they are behind in school because they've been gone yeah. because they ran away uh-huh. and they've been gone uh-huh. for months uh-huh. um we have programs that will help get them caught up um and they, even in that that's great. if they opt because they say. You know, I want to get my high school diploma. We'll help them do that. If yeah. they say, you know what, I'm so far behind, let me just get my GED. We have GED classes for them. So we meet excellent. them where they are that and, pro- and put, them, yeah, put them in the resources and programs that they need in order to accomplish what they want to do. If it's jobs, yeah. we give them job skills. Um, we help them do interviews.
0: Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah. That so. is wonderful. So, um, do you think everyone is equal in the eyes of the law? Ooh. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, when, you, when you say eyes of the law, that, that could be any different number of entities, right? So right. maybe it's law enforcement, maybe it's the ju- judiciary, um, but I, I, what I do believe exists is implicit bias. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something Mm -hmm. that we don't talk about a lot. It is kind of a buzzword. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it basically means is that you bring to whatever role you're in, if I'm a judge, Mm -hmm. if, if I'm a police officer, if I'm a probation officer, I bring my life's experiences into that position.
0: Yeah. That yeah. can be a yeah. good thing
1: yeah. uh-huh. because it can help me to be compassionate. It can help right. me to to be trusting to to guide people. Right. But it can also be a bad thing because that implicit bias. Yeah. The things yeah. that I assume about somebody um, maybe a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. again, it's a training thing mm-hmm. where you have to recognize what your bias is right. and where it comes from. Right. And then you have to be intentional about not using that bias to make a decision. Exactly. So, teaching judges how to do that, teaching law enforcement officers yes. how to do that, probation officers how to do that, um, it requires training. It does. So, when you it said, does. when I, when Ideally, everybody is equal in the eyes of the law, right. um, but depends on where that eye is right. and who's
0: looking through it, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It would be nice for that training to actually take place and be implemented because mm-hmm. we desperately need that. We do. Because change needs to happen. We do. And
1: part of the problem is people recognizing that they have it.
0: You know, right. I, I can't tell you right. how many judges
1: I've talked to, they say, well, I'm not biased. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a judge, you know, I I, I treat everybody the same, I I do it through, you know, based on what the law says. And I always challenge that that may be true, Mm -hmm. and your record as a judge may be impeccable in terms Mm -hmm. of you following the law. But what do you think? What is your thought?
0: Right. Right. What's when, your mentality? when that person
1: walks into your courtroom, what's your first thought? Right. What's your initial thought? Right. Good or bad? Right. What is it? Right. That's your right. bias. Exactly. And you, you view that person through that lens, right. whether you acknowledge it or and not. And if
0: you're in denial, you can't be true to yourself exactly. or to the people that's coming through your court. Exactly. So yeah, that's, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So definitely change needs to come there. I agree. So as mothers and wives and, mm-hmm. you know, us being, in and all the women out there mm-hmm. having so many plates um, that they're juggling, wearing so many hats. Mm-hmm. If, and this is just a fun question, <laughs> if you fun. could have any superpower, Ooh. what
1: would it be? Ooh. What would it be? You know what, I'm gonna be honest, the first thing that popped <laughs> in my head, if I had any superpower, it would be the ability to make any amount of sleep enough. Enough. Because I Cause can't we tell get you enough why, I can't tell you how many times I wake up tired Yes, and I just woke up. <laughs> yes.
0: So. I can so relate. I know that kind of sounds it's a like thing. a thing. Yeah. And that, a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, well, you got five or six hours. How can you be tired? I need, you know, it's, yeah, need I need more. Yeah. We need more than that. When your brain more. is working every day, all yeah. day from 8 a.m. in some cases, 7 a.m. Yeah. all the way to 10 o'clock at night, yeah. you know, you're, you're exhausted mentally. Physically, yep. spiritually, you're tired, yeah. and so, I can't tell you how yeah.
1: how how much of an impact it makes when you
0: are rested. Yes. you make
1: better decisions when you yes. are rested. Yes, and, it is and, such a
0: big difference.
1: And you can run on fumes. Yes, but the impact of that is that you're not doing as well. You're operating yes. at a de- at a deficiency. You know. Yes.
0: So, what's the one thing you could you wish you could say out loud in court, but you just can't? Ooh, <laughs> why you say that? <laughs>
1: I, so many times, that? I, I want to just be like, <laughs> "What made you think that that was a good idea?" Oh my like, goodness. Mm, no, no, and you know, we're ah. we're um, we are on Zoom now. We do a lot of Zoom. Okay. I've been doing a lot of Zoom since last year. Yeah, and I will yeah. tell you, these people show up on Zoom in pajamas.
0: Oh, in the
1: in the little tank top. These are lawyers.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I was gonna
1: say in tank tops, the, the, in whatever and I'm like Oh my goodness. Sir, no. Ma'am, we're still in a court proceeding. This is a court proceeding. Oh you may goodness. be at your house.
0: Oh my goodness. But we
1: are in court. And I have to remind See, there, them that
0: should be established as a rule or a requirement. Zoom would, rules and requirements. Yeah. Come on. You can't. Yeah. You know, it's I don't hard. think in any job you have is it acceptable to get on a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. with and mm-hmm. you're just looking, you know, not presentable at all. I had a guy
1: ask me this morning, actually, on one of my Zooms. He was like, Judge, I didn't know what your rule was, you know, whether I needed to wear a, a suit or a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I told him, you know, this is a court proceeding. So, I, you know, I, I my rule is that you look like you would be in court.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> and he had on
1: a suit jacket and a, and a shirt and a tie. Mm-hmm. I said, now from here up. That's my expectation.
0: Right. From here down.
1: I don't care, I what, don't you care what you got hey, on. I do what Hey, that's none of my business. Right. <laughs> but none but of my I business. Thank you to
0: look decent from the from waist up. here up. up.
1: Whatever is in the frame Waste is up. what I need. Everything else, you on your own. That's your business. I don't need to know all that.
0: <laughs> Long-term goals. Where do you see yourself mm. in five to ten years? Based on what you're doing now and the experience that you have, mm. what what do you want to be doing in five to ten years? You know, whatever God has
1: for me is for me. Yes. Um, I was Absolutely not. Absolutely correct. It's so funny because, you know, the story that I tell about, Becoming the appointed judge, yeah. I knew it was only going to be for a year. Uh-huh. And so many people asked me, Well, what are you going to do after that? I and mean, it's only for a year. What are you going to do after that? And my response every time was, like I don't know. I wasn't right. expecting this. So exactly. whatever God has given me, he has yes. given it to me for a reason. Yes. He knows what I'm going to do exactly. next. Exactly. And I'm good with that. Exactly. I don't need to know. So right. but, and, the, and so that's, you know, that's yeah. one answer. But but truthfully, you know, we, I am up for re-election in 2022. Right. Um, and I have so much more to do. On yes. The yes. So at least for the next four years. Um, I want to continue to be the judge in county court at law number four. Yes. Um, if not just for my girls in girls court, but for everybody in that county that I feel like I still have a few more things that I need to accomplish on yes, there. Yes,
0: you do. And we will definitely, we're gonna be on the campaign trail Wee! in 2022. Woo! We're gonna reelect Tony Wallace. It's coming up. Yes, because we need someone that can help make the change and someone that's passionate about making the change and we love what you're doing so far we're so proud of you thank you thank you so proud of you thank you do you have any last comments or advice anything Mm. you want to say to the audience anyone Um. out there that's listening and watching anything you would like to say yeah you know i would
1: just want to remind people stay involved um and a lot when i'm on the campaign trail last time i ran into a lot of people who said well i don't get involved in politics i don't get involved in government Well, you don't really have a choice because government is involved in your life. Correct. Um, And I think people focus on the bigger races or running for president. I don't know. I'm not voting for president or even... In a in a midterm election, Mm -hmm, you know, for the mm -hmm. governor, but those elections aren't the ones that really matter. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because I'm in one of them, but you know, it's it's when you're voting for your commissioners, they're the ones that decide what goes on in your on your streets, in
0: your space, in your community. Exactly. When you're voting
1: for your school board, if you if your child is being mistreated at school, guess what? You have the power to decide who's going to be on that school board. right? So, and when you're talking about city councilmen, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you know, in some, you know, some city council races, that's just messy. Those people are just messy. Well, but if you're electing the people that reflect your values, mm-hmm. then it won't be messy. Correct. You know, that's right. So pay attention to those local elections yeah. and really do your research. When it comes time for those elections, don't just go in there and, and vote for the black girl.
0: Right. She may not
1: be in your best interest. That's right. Do I'm your just research. saying, do your do research, research. being an involved, and educated voter. Yes. And you will be amazed at how when you put people into office that are going to work for you, yes. you will be amazed at yes. how much gets done because they are motivated. That's right. So that's what I would
0: do people That's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and I totally agree with Tony. So it's our time, you guys. Again, thank you so very much for joining us on Real Talk Houston with Carlotta B. Go follow us at Real Talk Houston. And if you have a compelling story, you have a business that you want to showcase, please send us a DM and we'll get back with you as soon as we can. Love you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Tony Wallace. Thank you so Take-